Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Just think about it. Think about it. The blood of Jesus is the Son of God's blood. I say again, the Son of God the Father is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. It's His blood. His blood is precious blood. His blood is the purest bloodstream that ever was seen in all of our lives or heard of could ever be. It's the blood of the faultless Lamb of God without sin, sacrificed for our sins. By contact with His blood, being washed in His blood, through faith like Abraham, we entered into covenant with Him. Having entered into covenant and being cleansed by His blood, it made the way for the Holy Spirit to be poured out upon us. Now we are temples. As the Bible says, beloved, now we are the body of Christ, members individually, and also we are temples of the Holy Spirit. The mystery, Colossians 1, hidden since the foundation of the ages, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Furthermore, 1 John 4, 4, that says, greater is He that is in you than he who is in this world. We have authority. We have power. We are more than conquerors. We are accepted in the beloved. We are, Romans 8, joint heirs with Christ. Our sufficiency is of God. He has made us sufficient. He enables us. He prompts us. God so loved the world, so was me. So must we. And so with all of these things in our favor, you know, crucified with Christ, we live no more. Christ lives in us. We are the bride of Christ. We are the body of Christ. We are God's precious people in the earth. We consecrate ourselves Give Jesus, the King of Kings, a praise offering. Come on. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Let the man take a break. You may be seated. Thank you very much, everybody. And as I say again, we are here at the beginning of a year of absolute consecration to the Lord. This is a time in which we dedicate and we focus on the things of God. Let the band not disappear, but be near indeed. Been tonight, be near. And you know what? We're going to go through these 21 days. Now, we've done it so many years. We are ahead in this 34 years. This is our 34th Daniel fast. I said to my wife tonight, to us it's not a big thing to switch to the Daniel fast. We've done it so many times. How many of you have also done it many times? Give me your hands right now. And you know what? You're still alive. You know what Jesus says? When the bridegroom gets taken away, then they'll fast. This is a Daniel fast. He didn't say then they'll die. He said then they'll fast. And how many of you say, I'm going to do the Daniel fast this year all the way through. I'm going to stick to it. I commit my life to Jesus. I want the Lord's help in my life. I want to be victorious in the beloved. I say in my life, Jesus Christ is Lord. Can you say that? Give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. There is no other Savior, not for this nation. Nobody can come in here and say this country belongs to whoever. This country 
belongs, even if you just go by the major population, this country belongs to Jesus Christ. Amen. And happen, you know what? He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. I stand with Jesus. I stand unashamed for Jesus all the days of my life. Nothing will stop us. We will overcome. We will overcome. You and I will overcome. This is the victory, even our faith. Can you say amen? Give the Lord another praise offering, everybody. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Now, before I drift off, I need to say, you know, just this one verse here in Luke 21, 34, but take heed of yourselves, lest your hearts, okay, be weighed down, come under a burden with carousing. That is, you know, it's the Afrikaans word, uh, translate that I was checking that. In fact, I've got it in the Afrikaans translation. It says, swelgerei. You know, and if you translate the Afrikaans, it goes like this. Big meals, big parties, and drunkenness as a, the word karusi means drunken party. And drunkenness, it says there, carousing and drunkenness. The one gets from the one runs into the other one and they go together. And the cares of this life that the day come upon you unexpectedly. I want to read the next verse because this is what the Holy Spirit pointed out ever so clearly to me. For this day, the day of the Lord, when the Lord returns in the time of the end, he says, it'll come as a snare, a struck. It'll come as a trap. God setting a trap. What to do what? On all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. He is Lord. He is risen from the dead. There's nobody in this, on the surface of this planet that was crucified three days later. The stone was rolled away. He came out of the grave. You know, in my, in my study, both here and at home, uh, I have a large picture of Calvary, the place of the skull. There's the garden tomb of Jesus. And right next to it, there's also the place where they laid him, the open door of the message. He's not here anymore. He has risen from the dead. When the angel spoke to those people that came there, he's not in a grave, he's Lord and he's Lord of all. And every knee shall bow in fear, in embarrassment, in regret. They will confess no matter what. They will see the King of glory. They will see the Lion of the tribe of Judah. When he comes, I tell you what, he's the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And you know, we had a song there, Hail, Hail, Lion of Judah. And then, you know, I was thinking, because I've been in the bush so many times with wild animals and I've seen lions. And you know, when that lion male storms, then you get out of the way. When a male lion comes at you, you get out of the way and fast. Those things are unbelievably powerful. They will take a human being out like that. They are so powerful. Can you imagine the lion of the tribe of Judah when he comes to sort out the mess that's going on on the planet? Give Jesus Christ a praise offering, everybody. Amen. Now, briefly, I will talk to you very briefly tonight because I want to pray for people.
just finalizing your approach to God. And there are two verses that always were with me. The one is in Hebrews 10 verse 19, straight from the Bible I read here. Therefore, brethren, Hebrews 10 in 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness, which means fearless confidence, to enter into the holiest, how? By what we've been talking about. The blood of Jesus. By a new and a living way. He's alive. He is alive. Everybody say, Jesus is alive. Jesus is Lord. Let me hear that one. Jesus is Lord of South Africa. Do you believe that? Give the Lord a praise offering if you can. By a new and a living way, which He consecrated for us through the veil that is His flesh, having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, genuine true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. You see that? And you know what it says there? And let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. He who promised is faithful. My dear friends, that I have called, it was the first Daniel fast. In fact, before that, actually, it was around about 1989, 87, 89, when I saw this passage here, Hebrews 10 verse 19, and I just straight away called it the protocol of approaching God. You know, people just approach the Lord and they want to draw near to God. God says in Malachi 3, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And so if you seek the Lord with all your heart, He will be found by you if you really seek Him with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your strength. And um, in that time, I was doing a lot of long fasts and I was doing a lot of prayer. I spent countless hours and hours every day in prayer. My family will know it. My eldest son, he's sitting here. He knows about those days that he was a young boy, but he saw his father in prayer all the time. They would pass my bedroom and they would hear me or my study in those days and say, is your father speaking in some language or Greek or Hebrew or something? And I would pray for hours, just go on praying. And we still do that to this day. Now, what I'm saying is I found there a protocol. And I just want to give, you know, getting, drawing real close to God. This here is a life-building block piece of Scripture to me. It was something that would guide me for the rest of my life in my prayer life, that you draw near to God, you enter into the holiest, where God is. How do you get there? Through the blood of Jesus, number one, by a new and living way, which He consecrated to us. That is, through the veil, His flesh. The blood and His body, His flesh. So I approach through Jesus Christ. No man can come into the presence of God without Jesus Christ. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the Omega. He is the beginning and the last. He's the first and the last. He's the first before all things. Before all things, He was there. And He is the beginning of all of creation. So I know now I can get to the holy place through the blood of Jesus, through the veil, which is His flesh. 
And my heart must be in full assurance because I'm serious about my consecration to God. You are serious about your consecration to God. And then it says, and your, your hearts have been sprinkled from evil conscience, the awareness of evil things we all did through the works of the flesh. Spoke about that ever so briefly this morning. And then it says, let's hold, on, oh, uh, let's hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. So you confess the Word. You confess Jesus Christ boldly. You speak of Jesus boldly wherever you go, at the workplace, no matter where you are, you speak of Jesus. As uh, there was a man uh, that was preaching here and um, he was, uh, they had a, 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 a situation of giving out little uh, little, uh, uh, what do you call them? Yeah, little papers or whatever. And, um, and uh, what's his name again? Um, no, 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 no. This is, this is the farmer guy. Everybody knows him. Angus, Angus Buchan in a moment's time. I, I tend to forget his name. I don't know why, but I know him so well. And he's a good man. And he had a thing here called Speak Jesus. Everybody say, Speak Jesus. And you know what? When you go out there, be bold about it and speak Jesus because he happens to be the solution of everybody that you're in touch with. He's the, he happens to be the one that can save them. He's the sole Savior. He is the Savior. We can lead people to the Lord, but Jesus is the Savior. So let us not be silent, but let's speak up because in this country, it is Jesus Christ who is Lord. Can you say amen? Give the Lord a praise of him. Hallelujah. Now, one more, one more thing about this piece of Scripture here, this passage, is that uh, I, I was taught by this. The Word taught me by this. You know, in, in my student days, <laughs> maybe it's familiar with some of you, but maybe not, because it was way back when. And, you know, in those student days, you know, the guys there, those students, Gail, you might know about that. They would just say, well, I'm just blessed, you know. I'm just blessed. And they would talk to the Lord as if he was just now, just on a level. And they were students in the midst of me, and I stood there, and I tell you, I was with fire in my eyes because they were talking of the living God. I didn't like that. I didn't like familiarity with God. He is the one who created everything everything, including us. He is to be respected. He is to be honored. He is to be revered. He is to be worshipped. He is to be, there's a song that says, Oh, come let us adore him. Later on we'll sing that song. Oh, come let us adore him. Take him serious always. Don't get familiar. When you get to God, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Let him lift you up. Be very low, lowly as we go. On your face now, before the Lord, in your prayer room. I often go right down on the carpet. I just lie there with my head to the ground. No cushions there, nothing. I just be there before the Lord, on my face. Sometimes I would bow on my knees, particularly when I do the Our Father, the royal prayer. You go lowly before the Lord. You don't get all casual and all, you know, just, uh, you know, like you're kind of familiar, you know. It's like absence you know, makes the heart grow fonder, but familiarity breeds contempt. You don't respect, you must respect God because our God is a consuming fire. He holds your future in His hands. He's got your heartbeat in His hand. Do you know that? Do you know He's the, he's the one who determines the length of your days? He's the one 
by which you get saved and face the future boldly. He's the one that will take you through to heaven, introduce you right there in heaven to the Almighty God. Right there. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He's the King of kings, the Lord of lords, when you go into His office. Well, I often used to use this in the old days. I used to say, well, you know what? If you go to a company, like I used to work for a period of time in my life while studying at the University of South Africa also, I, I, I remember in those days where you go to the, let's say, the managing director, one of the directors. You don't just walk in there, you know. You don't just walk in there and say, how's it, man? You know, you know, I'm now here, you know. What are you busy doing here, you know? That is being irreverent in terms of God now. It's like, you know, jy moet die Heere jou God aanbid, hom moet jy eer, hom moet jy dien, you must humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, let Him allow Him to lift you up. The promotion that you are seeking does not come from the east or the west or the south. It leaves out the north. Promotion comes from the Lord, as the Scripture says. If it's going to be well with you this year, it's going to be because you have got the hand of the Lord. You're walking with Jesus. He's been lifted up in your life. But at the same time, you're as humble and you maintain that in the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. Amal said he frees van die Amal say the fear of the Lord. You could say it in any language. It sounds equally beautiful, but the fear of the Lord. You don't hear about the fear of the Lord. I hear thousands of sermons, but I don't hear about the fear of the Lord. And I want to tell you something. We are a church of prayer. It's been birthed with prayer and fasting. This church has been birthed by prayer, by fasting and prayer and fasting and prayer, prayer, prayer. Here is a man... I mentioned him this morning, E.M. Bounds. He wrote many books on the subject of prayer. Now, I love to read him. It's like little, little one per day, or you can read one page. Each page has got, it's almost like Spurgeon's material, and you've got a page on a day. And here it says, you know, when you, when you look at this, um, gifts, he says, E.M. Bounds, talents, education, talents, education, gifts, eloquence, and God's call cannot lessen the demand for prayer. If I'm gifted, if I'm eloquent, if I am, you know, I've got some special ability or education or you name it, it does not lessen in your life the demand to pray to God. Do you agree with that? I said, do you agree with that? Now take every amen that I can get tonight because it's just like that. No matter who you are, no matter how important you are, let me tell you, you need to pray. Kings need to pray. Presidents need to pray. If they don't pray, it's their own undoing. It's just like it is. You humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But only with these talents and gifts and education and eloquence, he says, it only serves to intensify, intensify the necessity to pray. When you have abilities or without abilities, everyone knows his own vessel. Whatever is in your heart, whatever your gifts, whatever you are, never fly too high, but rather go low and go to Jesus because he'll take you higher. You can't go higher than what he can take you. There's no way in the world. And the Bible says such 
a commitment here. Actually, it's Ian Bounds. Is a true commitment when the necessity of prayer evermore grows ever strongly. Now, he's got this book, this called The Power of Prayer, Ian Bounds. These days, like I said now to some of the pastors, I do most of my research. Most of my books are now on Kindle. I take books on Kindle, and so I read them right on the computer in front of me, and I scan through those pages. It goes very quick like that, and I don't have to run around in the rack and the book racks and things, and, and more than I are moving. And I spent a day in this week, and I just covered like a little portion, a little section of my study in the books I have there. I thought, oh dear Lord. So I have boxes and boxes because we're busy praying and we're busy moving this month. And so we, we, I said, we'll just downscale. I'm now, I'm over and done with things. I want Jesus. I want to be closer to God. And if we have a very, very profound and simplicity of life lifestyle, if you travel lightly, you get stronger with God. If you, if you build relationship with God, you know what? We live in castles, we live in palaces, we live in big houses, small houses, any other, you know, whatever it may be. Like they say in Afrikaans, Hees, Palais, Pandok, and so on. And so, you know, we live in different places. But it's unbelievable how much luggage you gaan ons met al ons goeders met die pad af. I found out to my dismay this past week, two, three months. Hallelujah. I was the sucker that bought that stuff. <laughs> and now you know what I feel about them? Let them go. Jesus remains the Lord. Can you say amen? amen. There's nothing but Jesus to boast about. So let's get down to it. Let's get real in our Christianity this year. Can you say Amen. So I just mentioned him. This guy wrote many books on prayer. Frank Lobach, the man from the Philippines, from Signal Hill, prayed prayers. Him and Brother Lawrence, these men are giants. There's another one called Dutch Sheets. I like him too. He's got brilliant books on prayer and spiritual warfare. It goes on. You take these books, they inspire you. You read the Bible, you pray, you commit. Now I want to show you something which... On Saturday morning, I sat down. And uh, I normally take a chair there. The whole place looks like a church service. A whole lot of people here. And I sit down and I have a point about intercession, praying for the elections that are coming and strategy and, and doing spiritual warfare and all the rest. Got all the pastors on the platform. It's a big thing. Saturday mornings, if you've not been here, you've missed out on a revival of sorts for definitely sure. And if you stir yourself up on a Saturday morning, you'll be surprised, particularly in this period of time. So I'm, I'm busy here and I see a verse. And I want to talk to it, talk about it to the people here Saturday morning. And I thought, okay, wait a minute. Whoa, this one you've got to read to everybody. Now listen to this as you approach God. Because King David hits the keynote here in a special revelatory way when he says these words. Psalm 32, I read from the New Amplified Bible, and he says, blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is he whose transgression is forgiven. The word transgression, can I say if I 
place say there is a line here. Look at me for a second. If there's a line and the Lord says, don't go beyond that line. And the Lord says, of every tree in the garden you may eat, but not of the tree of the knowledge of fruit and evil. So transgression is to cross over that line. That's transgression, to cross the line. So if you've crossed the line in some way before God, the Bible says you're blessed, fortunate, prospered, and favored by God. And whose sin is covered. In the Old Testament is the word kafar. Kafar in the Hebrew means covered over. And like if you, if, if you in the Old Testament, the sacrifices, you, I put a white spot on this Bible cover and I paint over it with black. Say, for example, black. Would the white spot still be underneath? Yes, it would be there. So the atonement of the Old Testament was covering over by the blood of those sacrificial animals. But with the blood of Jesus, there is the remission of sins. In other words, you need to get this, that he taketh away your sins, that he might establish the new in your life so that you can have a new beginning at the beginning of the new year. It is so vital, so critical. He says here, and whose sin is covered. The word sin is from the Bible again. It's a term of Palembourg, archery, okay? As a schoolboy, I belonged to an archery club. We had the bow and arrow, and those fancy ones. And there were some, some targets over there, say 50 meters or so. We would take those arrows and we shoot them towards a bull's eye. So the word sin means to miss the mark. It's an archery term. You didn't travel along the right trajectory. You missed it in life. So you don't, because the further you miss, the further exponentially it grows. Over a distance from here to the moon, if they miscalculate with those people that are the, these uh, astronauts that travel to the moon, that will travel, if they make this, the, I always fascinate myself with their, with their mathematics. If they make a fraction, one fraction of a percentage of miscalculation, they could miss the target by many, many miles or kilometers and not be able to break in and there would be an emergency reaction that, that would have to take place because you can completely miss the target and go into oblivion, into endless space. You know how sensitive that is. You know the calculations with that. When you have even coming back, when you have the zero point entry, when you have that rocket coming in with people on board from the moon, they have to find what is called the zero point entry. If you go too early, you're gonna burn out. If you go too late, you're gonna bounce off the atmosphere. So the zero point entry is your target's gotta be right there. You cannot make a mistake. The mathematics with that is of the brightest I've seen on the planet takes me in a new dimension. But now, let me say this to you, that therefore it says, whose sin is covered in the New Testament, everybody say remitted. Jesus said, this is the blood of the new covenant for the remission of sins. The word remission means to remove as though it never even existed before. It's gone eternally. The blood of Jesus completely removes your sins. You better give the Lord a thank offering for that. You better say, thank you, Jesus. Now, I want to hurry up because I want to pray for people here and their needs. Just listen to this. 
Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute wickedness and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I, now watch this, when I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away. It impacted my physical body. Though and through my groaning all day long, there's a heaviness, there is a burden because I kept silent. I didn't confess it. I didn't go to the Lord. I didn't confess it out. I didn't repent. I didn't break with it. And I just keep silent and go. Keep silent and go from day to day. It gets heavy. And the Bible says, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand of displeasure was heavy upon me. My energy my vitality, my strength was drained away as with the burning heat of summer. I acknowledged, verse number five, my sin to you. And I did not hide my wickedness. I said, notice this, I will confess. Here's our holy Homework to go and do with God. Holy homework. You and God. I will confess all. Everybody say all. My transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. You have to tell it all to God. You have to bring it out to God. You have to bring it before the Lord. Much can be said about this. But when you do this, the Bible says, Forgiveness comes from the Lord. Can you say amen? amen? Therefore, let everyone who is godly pray to you. Everyone who is godly pray to you for forgiveness in a time when you are near and may be found, O Lord. So there is a time when you and I go on our knees, we got homework to do. I did that in December. I told you two weeks ago, I gave a testimony of that. And you know what? I took my life before the Lord. I said, Lord, all of sin that comes short of the glory of God. Now I start thinking. As I think of the past, of failures before the Lord, is one thing to be found with some criticism of another person. But when you before God, you are so open. You can't hide a thing. And you, you just be honest. You be real. You talk to God. And then out of nowhere, a scripture came to me from Isaiah chapter number one. And it was here in the, in the um, 18th verse. I'll never forget it because it came to me as a surprise. And you know what? I read the Bible every year. I read it and read it again. And you know, this is like a familiar scripture. I read straight over it and go on. Because I've seen it before and I go on. I don't even think about it again. And you know what? I kind of think New Testament. I think those days, you know, you know, in the New Testament, the blood of Jesus, oh, the blood of Jesus, it's true. It washes you whiter than snow. And, and, and so I sing those. It washes me whiter than snow and I go on with that. And I'm praying to the Lord and I feel, Lord, I feel so, I, I, I have so much regret of, I wish I could have life over again, but I know because of the sin nature, we just falter all the time. Every day, you've got to get back to God. That's what prayer is. Ian Bounds talks about that. He says, you know, God's involved with people of prayer. When people ignore him, you know, they have to take whatever comes. But if you're involved with him in your prayer life all the time, 
when you want your prayers answered, you've got to be honest to God. You've got to be humble. Don't get familiar. Don't get lifted up. Don't get proud. Let Him work it out with you. And so on my knees before the Lord, I felt I reached such a low point. Now you must know, you take your life like this little book, you roll it open, you go through the pages of the years of your life. The Lord gives me memory for that. And I go through my years from my grade one, my first teacher, her surname was Konkin, to my second teacher, her name was Weber. My third teacher, her name was Skutta. In Afrikaans, that surname is Skutta. So it goes on. And I remember all my teachers. I know where every place is where I sat in the classroom, my seat, everything. So I'm thinking all of that. Then I did this. Then I did that. And I get heavier and I get heavier and I get heavier and I get heavier. Eventually, I feel so low. It's like, how low can you go? And I'm like, dear Lord Jesus. And suddenly, from here on the inside of me, and I, I can't explain this to you because it's like from him who lives within me comes the word to me. Speaking straight, like from your dia diaphragm, is like you look out and you see the words coming up and you hear the word. And it's here in Isaiah chapter number one. And it's in the 19, 18th verse. And he says these words, now come. Adels on his face before the Lord. Come, let us reason together. You've stated your case, haven't you now? You need mercy for your life, each of us. Everybody say, me too. You need God's mercy. You need his grace. Lord, come, let us reason together, says the Lord God. Though your sins are like scarlet. They shall be white as snow. And I could hear how the Lord is busy talking to me. And then he says, though they are red like crimson, they shall be white as wool. And for a moment in this time, time and space, in this space continuum, time was gone. I was before the Lord. And I heard him speak to my heart. I could hear it so clearly. I saw that verse pop up. And I didn't even think about it. I didn't meditate on that verse many, 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 many years. Suddenly that verse here, I didn't think about it. I didn't look for a verse. It just came. And I realized God is there. He wants us to go to him. He wants us to be real. He wants us to be transparent. We are not ministers on a platform above everybody else. We've got to understand that. Ministers are a target of the devil especially. And when you get to the Lord, you say, Lord, mistakes, this, that. I've done this wrong. That. And then the Lord speaks. Now, I've got a problem when people say, and they get very casual, like that familiar thing I was talking about. He said, you know, one day I said to the Lord, you know, Lord, and I'm speaking with great respect. I don't even want to use his name in vain. And they say this and that and the other. And then he said to me, and, and he says, but why didn't you do this instead? And then I said to him, and da, 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 da. It is baloney. It is a flight of imagination. It is not true. Every time in my life when God appeared to me in a vision, he spoke and I was silent. I listened. I am the clay. He's the potter. When his word talks, you stop with life. You stop everything. That's why I say switch off that stupid cell phone. Put that thing far away from you. 
outside of the reach of your ears. Let the world pass on. You are with God. That's the value moment when He speaks to you. I, these days I take that thing and switch it right off. Just switch it right off. Because it becomes, it's a future tool of the Antichrist, by the way. We can get into it, but by the way. So be careful of what happens now with these cell phones in the future. I can see where it's going. Point is, you don't get familiar. You don't get uppity. You don't get self-important. You don't get nothing. You get humble. Whether you're a king, whether you're a prince, whether you're a man on the street, maybe the lowest, the poorest man in the nation, you go on your face before him and you wait for him to speak to your heart. And then he speaks to you. You come boldly, he communicates to you. And then I say, well, Lord, I have a prayer request. And I give him time to talk because you know what happens? You know what happens? Let me tell you, approaching God is like this. Some people, some people, we used to call them in the cell church, we call them motor mouths. Motor mouth. He's got a little bolting motor here, right on the jawbone. And it just, they don't think. There's a moment in which I am absolutely silent before him, waiting on the Lord. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. By the way, the word wait in Hebrew means like, to, like when you weave a cord, a threefold cord, a strong threefold cord. You, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you and God. And you, there, there's this threefold cord that cannot be broken. When I come to the Lord, I state my case, let us reason. Isaiah tells you the same thing. Come, let us reason together. Declare thou that you may be justified. State your case that you may be justified. Then if you state your case, like in a court case, because it's legal terminology, by the way, you state your case before the Lord and you want your answer you lie still and you wait upon the Lord. You cut out the world. You don't want to hear a telephone ringing. You don't want to hear the music playing. The TV has got to be far away from you. I shut all those things out. I'm waiting on God. I'm now with the Lord. It's your time. Everybody say, it's my time. That's why solitude, to be alone, is so important. Not always in group prayer. That's wonderful. But now it's me and God. Me and God. There's a, a country Christian gospel artist. He sings a song called Me and God. Me and God. Now it's you and God. And now you wait and you have a journal and you write down the impressions that come up in your heart. Because your heart, if you got li rid, listen to me, if you get rid of the load of sin, your heart becomes, I always say, like a butterfly floating on the wind. It's like, I'm free. And I cannot tell you how many times, just to be honest, on your knees, you do this, you approach God, how many times I felt the presence of the Lord come upon me. And I felt, Lord, this is glorious. This is wonderful. Let the band come closer, please. Back on platform. I thought, Lord, this is wonderful. This is glorious. I don't want to leave my prayer room. I want to be here. 
this is the best place on earth. This is a unique spot on the planet right here on my knees. I feel, I can feel him all over me. He gives me peace. I rise up and I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You see? So it's not a case of what a 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 it's a time in which you slow down your thinking. Slow down. Be still and know that he is God. Can you say amen? Now let us come and let us adore him. Let's give the Lord a good praise offering in this place. Let us come and adore him. I just feel, I just feel we need to worship the Lord a little bit in this place. And we can make a prayer of dedication. We can do a lot of things. But right now, I just feel you got spiritual homework, you know. I've got it. I started in December, but I'm starting the fast now. I've gone through down that track. I tell you what, I've been there. And so for me, now there's a daily update, just a daily update, but always honest, always sincere, always instantly repenting. You know, when David had the sin with Bathsheba, the Bible said, David says, I have sinned. And then the prophet said to him at that time, he said to him, so God has also forgiven you. I've sinned, God has forgiven you. I've sinned, he's forgiven you. When you confess that you get it out of your system, you detoxify spiritually right there. Then you can deal with the flesh and toxic stuff. You can deal, you know, with, with any other thing that could defile the body, foul habits, toxic stuff, anything that might cause addiction, tablets, you know, God forbid, even drugs. You detoxify in the period like this. Your system comes clean. Your mind becomes crystal. You see things far and near. You understand. You've got insight. You've got foresight. You can hear the voice of the Lord. It's like, you know, I feel in my heart that this or that, I should do this. I should pray for so and so. And there develops a glorious relationship through honesty, humility, and prayer, and worship, and praise. And God will help you. Let us sing here a song to the Lord. Can you say amen, everybody? Did you get something out of that one? I hope so. I hope it keeps you all the way through the Daniel fast. And by the way, don't give up on this. For once in your life, decide to go through for 21 days. You won't die. You can eat. Jesus didn't say, then they'll fast and then they'll die. He said, then they'll fast. When the bridegroom is taken away, they will fast. So the last thing I'll say is this. I'm not legalistic. I'm not draconic. I don't want to have laws and rules. Let each one decide how he's going to offer himself to God in this period of time. So the one would say, well, I'm going to do it this way. The other one would say, I'm going to do it that way. But 21 days belong to the Lord. Can you say amen? Marie, let's take it. Let's stand. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come. 
us adore the King of Kings tonight. something here which is different from the previous years. Maud, Jacques, let's say Frank, and maybe George. That'll be enough. Come forward, please. And I want you to pray a blessing over these people and their Daniel fast, consecrating ourselves to the Lord. This is the way we do it, so that God be glorified in it. I think maybe Maud should be first, and then we can take it with these men, and that'll be enough to set us on the road. How many of you say, I join on this. I commit with this. May God help me with this. I will go through to the glory of God. I develop this relationship with God. I give my life to Jesus. If nothing else, my devotion goes to the next level. How many of you say amen to that one? Now I'm gonna give it to Maud first and foremost, and then after that, the rest. As we stand here tonight, our hearts are open, our hearts are bare before you. Father, you know the desires, the inkling of every single heart here tonight. Lord, I want to pray that during this time, you will just cleanse us, 
You will wash us in the blood of Jesus. You will bless our lives. Father God, you will bring us in remembrance of situations that need to be opened and repented of. Father, I want to pray that every person here that might have an addiction, that might have some or other situation that is holding them bondage, that Father God, from this very night, you will start a process of healing of salvation, of deliverance. We ask this in the name of Jesus and we commit every person, those that are online, watching us online, Lord, we lift up everyone now in the name of Jesus and we thank you for what you are about to do in our lives in the name of Jesus. And everybody agreed and said, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Father God, Lord, your word says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. In this high time, high devotion, a high holy time in our lives, Father God, we want to draw near to you. Father, we submit ourselves fully to the leading of your spirit in our lives now. And we pray as temples of the Holy Spirit, it is time to do a cleaning out spiritually. So therefore, we need your help, Father. And now we pray by the leading of your Spirit as we dedicate and we devote ourselves unto this time of fasting. We pray that the power of God would come over us, help us, strengthen us as we sharpen up our spiritual lives in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Father God, I want to pray. This is a a race that we're running and that people entering this race during this period of time would be given the ability to endure, that they be given strength and power by your Holy Spirit, Father God. Lord, that we become aware of your presence on a daily basis as we enter in each morning in our prayer time and in our prayer, prayer walk with you, Lord, that we would just be so aware of the presence of God so aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit that you would be quick to speak to us, that our ears be keen and quick to hear your voice. Lord, that we become aware of the holiness of God, that we would become aware of the holiness of our God and that the fear of the Lord would guide us in our decision-making. Father God, and that there would be a true reconciliation in our relationship with you during this period of time. We ask this, Lord, I pray this over every person, endurance, and Lord, your healing as has been prayed, spirit, soul, and body. Lord, every part of our being that the, that the healing wounds of Jesus would touch, would deliver, would set free, would cleanse. Father God, that we would be united with you in an outstanding way during this period of time. And we thank you, Lord, for a miracle in the name of Jesus. Amen. Heavenly Father, as we truly stand here before you, Lord, it is this time that we have set 21 days aside because we want to have more of you. 
21 days of devotion and consecration. We all agree in one accord. This is what we will do in the 21 days. And surely as your presence and your anointing is here, we ask you, Lord, move with us in these 21 days. Be with us there in the workplace. Give us the concentration, the vitality, the strength and the energy to persevere, Lord, and to go with the expectancy that truly what we stand for, what we decree, what the strategy and what the goal is this year, that we will obtain it in Christ Jesus, that your Holy Spirit will break every yoke and every bondage. It will be the best year of our lives in 2024, the fast that we decree, Lord, we go with you. Go before us. Make the mountains plain. Remove the works of the enemy from our lives. Open up the eyes of our enemy and take us into your holy of holies that we will have a time that we have never had before so that we can say, Lord, O oh, grateful, O oh, merciful, God full of compassion and great grace. Now we can say we know you intimately. Have your way. And Lord, we thank you that we may do this with you. Now give you all the glory and honor and praise in Jesus Christ's holy name. The grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, especially during the Daniel fast. The Lord bless you, keep you, lift up His countenance over you, be gracious to you, grant you peace, answer your prayers, and give you the experience of close, loving fellowship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May He give His angels charge concerning you and you will prosper and you will be in health even as your soul prospers in Jesus' mighty name. All God's people said, Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.